What up? This is Yinka Diz. Peace. This is Outlaw. And you listen to the 80s Babies Podcast. And on today's episode, we're back at you with another tribute. This time a 15-year tribute for Ghostface Killer's fifth studio album, Fish Scale, released March 28th, 2006. And this is kind of a big deal for me because I think that this is the first time we've done a 15-year tribute for an album that I have recommended Okay. I know that we did one for TIs. Was it trap music or? Uh, it King? was the second one, Urban Legend, maybe, or the, that's the third one. Yeah, 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 yeah. M- maybe. Uh-huh. And um, I think there were a couple other albums that we did the 15 year anniversary for. Maybe mm-hmm. it was a make it a classic, but right. this is a 15 year tribute that I wanted to suggest because this is probably one of the last hip hop albums that I thought that I was really kind of excited about. Not so much before I got it, but after I listened to it. Like, this is probably one of the last times I was really excited about hip-hop before I go on my hiatus from hip-hop and, you know, you know, hearing a few things here and there. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is a little bit of home cooking. Um, you know what I'm saying? We, For me, that's cool. We, you know, we, we're doing this album. I, 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 I think I actually suggested the album, but, you know, for me, I, it would have been the same doing this as a, you know, a make it a classic as it would have been as, you know, doing it as a tribute. Um, you were passionate yeah. about it being a tribute. Yeah. We, but we did B uh, by Common, which I don't think we've dropped right. yet, but, but, you know, came out around the same time. You know, I definitely probably would have said that I would make that a tribute before I would make this a tribute. We ended up making it a classic. So I'm, that I'm, is right, I'm right in the middle of the road with this. I think that's fair. And mm-hmm. it's a good thing to bring up that album now. Mm-hmm. That was an episode that features Panama. Yep. And there's a lot of, I think we spoke for almost maybe two hours. <laughs> a lot of it needs to get cut down. I'm working on the editing. It's Shout a out work to in Panama. progress. Exactly. Eventually, we will get that episode out for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but just real quick to recap the reason why I felt that album, while good and technically flawless, didn't necessarily deserve a tribute from me is because. I, I couldn't really think of anybody I knew who, who really cared about that album. Like everybody mm. I know, like they liked that album, mm. but it, it wasn't like B is kind of in the same category to me as like the Kanye West albums. Okay. And for me, I feel like for that album to have been a classic, it's something that I think that the Kanye projects that touched like the younger generation, like the millennials, the folks coming in after us, mm-hmm. Commons B would have had to touch them the way that like late registration or college dropout touched the millennials mm. whereas i don't i don't think it did and the this fish girl album i don't not sure if millennials really cared about this album but i do think the zillennials or the the gen x folks who were fans of 90s era hip-hop mm. i think that this is probably the last Ghostface album that a lot of people who cared about hip-hop really really cared about um i think that's fair i think what i will say though that as a counterpoint is you know one of the things that and we talked about that on this episode so that they haven't heard yet but you know one of the things that i think is a huge talking point of b right it makes it such a great album and we don't have to talk about it forever is just how lean it is, right? Like it's it's mm-hmm. it's it's a yeah. very lean album, and it and it gives you it gives you just you know just the, the crack for 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 you know purposes of of uh, you know staying thematically here, right? That's fair. This is a very bloated album. 
It so is. for us it to be is. doing a tribute for this album that has a lot of bloat on it, but then making a classic out of an album that has 11 songs and they're all good is, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you make I, a fair point. <laughs> you make a very yeah. fair point. In yeah. fact, so why don't we do one of two things then? Mm-hmm. Um, we can make this album a classic, if you will, because there's yeah. actually some suggestions that I would make yeah. for this album. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can also, at least for mm-hmm. me, give a tribute to this album because it is i think fairly significant yeah. not just for me personally but also for hip-hop and yeah. i think for ghostface killer and the wu-tang family in general i do for, think this is a very significant album yeah and i can't understate that like i loved this album when it came out i fought for this right. album like p- people who tried to tell me that this era of hip-hop was dead and this whatever i was like the guy who was on the hill fighting for this album so let me not pretend like i don't i Yo, don't i you didn't weren't love the only album. one though there were yeah. i i have a slew of friends mm. a slew of friends that for whatever reason are like unapologetic ghostface killer fans mm-hmm. right and these are people that you wouldn't necessarily expect would be ghostface killer fans okay and they were standing on the hill for this album but not only that i know a lot of other people who were just like general hip-hop fans mm-hmm. really really like this album yeah um and so that's kind of some of the the spoiler alert for the critical reception but okay, i guess yeah, we should it. get into the the, the where were yeah. you first yeah so it's okay. it's 2006 right. it's march 2006 spring yeah. yeah this is when i'm on academic suspension from mm. from uva not not probation suspension i was <laughs> out of school i had to wait a whole other year to graduate right mm. um and so I think during this time, I'm listening to a lot of classic rock mm. and a lot of jazz music because one of the reasons why I was put on academic suspension is because I spent the vast majority <laughs> of my third and fourth years in school making beats, mm-hmm. right? And when I'm making beats, I'm sampling. And when I'm sampling, I'm listening to these old school uh, MP3s, tracks, records, whatever. Mm-hmm. And when I'm listening to all these old school songs and all these old school albums and artists, I'm starting to fall in love with that stuff and I'm not liking what hip hop is producing. So I think around this time, I'm definitely, I mean, like Led Zeppelin, Rolling Stones, Nina Simone, Miles Davis, John Coltrane, Grant Green, Thelonious Monk. I mean, all these old school artists and not just like the soul artists, like not just Mm -hmm. James Brown. And obviously I'm getting more diving deep into James Brown's catalog as well. But I'm just like, all this is like good music for me. I'm just like, oh my God, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's really what I'm getting into. I'm getting into a lot of music for like for the first time because I'm not really liking hip hop music all that much. In fact, mm-hmm. when this album comes out, I want to say that the first single that I got wind of was the Back Like That. Mm-hmm. And that's the one featuring Neo. Ugh. I think it comes out in, in the fall of 05, 2005. Yeah. And I think in fact, because of that single, mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't really looking forward to this album. Yeah. I think that Be Easy, actually, so I got it wrong. So Be, Be Easy is actually released in October of, of 2005. Yeah, that was the Pete Rock record. Right. But I didn't hear that until I heard this album. Mm-hmm. So the first single that I heard was Back Like That, and that's released in February of 2006. All right. right. So I listened to that, and I'm like, yeah, I'm just not really yep. looking forward to this album. I'm not yep. sure if I'm going to buy it. Pretty Tony was cool, but it wasn't amazing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not really liking anything else that I'm listening to right now. Yeah. So I think that it was, I I can't remember who it was, but one of my friends bought this album and was like, yo, Outlaw, give it a chance. I think you like that. You'll, I think you'll like it. And not only that, 
I was hearing a lot of buzz like, yo, no, this Fishscale album is legit. So that's where I was when this album came out. Where were you? Uh, I was at UVA. Um, you know, I'm still, I'm still, you know, DJing and I'm rapping. I'm probably spending more time, you know, focused on trying to do these. We're doing these off-campus shows, the cartel, you know, cartel. Me, me shout out to Jelani and Ibrahima. Yeah, we doing all these shows, and you know, like this is our thing. We trying to set up all these ciphers and, and things like that. Um, around this time, I'm like about to get signed, so like I'm I'm on this okay. whole like. You know, trying to stay super focused on on music. In 2005 uh, summer, I want to say that was the summer between my my junior and senior years of, of college for folks that aren't UVA folks or right. third and fourth years for folks that are. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I went to California. Um, I had a, an internship uh, around that time. I you know kind of dealt with some record labels and the whole nine was on this whole trajectory of, of, of music. So. So everything is all music for me at the time, and it's recording music. It's 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 all that. So I'm 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 heavily there. I want to also say though that, you know, in in very outlaw fashion, I would say you know you talk you talk a lot about like how this kind of Kanye era of of, of hip hop you, you're not crazy about. And yeah, kind of stop. Not not, not real crazy about it. If if I'm really honest, I have like a five year outlaw period where I where I just feel like a lot of the shit that was popular it wasn't just not good. And that that starts like around like the end of the the Kanye era, so maybe like around oh five oh six to like okay. twenty ten. So like cool. So all so you all, and I are in agreement. I like yeah. this. So I like so this. I, I I when when Neo had his run, which was this period yeah. of time, I fucking hated all of that shit. Like mm -hmm. I did not like. And sorry, Neo. Like I don't have anything against Neo. I think he's a very very talented singer. Yeah. But like I, the, the dream Neo, like all these people yeah. that got popular in this time frame, yeah. I thought most of it was trash. Ron Browse, trash. trash. Like trash. like most of this shit on the radio was trash. It is. And it so is. and so I became this like almost you know curmudgeon like for the shit that was popular on the radio because. You know, this is like the end of kind of, and and I liked this era. You didn't like this era, but the end right. of kind of this Rockefeller, Dipset, Kanye era was kind of ending, and yeah. then like the 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 next era of people that were going to be on the radio, I, I thought was mostly trash, mm -hmm. and, and I thought it was trash until the blog era. So we're talking like maybe 06 to like twenty eleven. Like like most of the shit in that time frame was not good to me. Mm -hmm. So. You know, like you said, back like that comes out, and it's 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 very clearly Ghostface, who's somebody who we've we've seen resurrect the clan before, right? Right. Um, he's the guy who loves soul samples, and he loves you know all the stuff that we love. So so you know yeah. we're looking for Ghost to, to to once again resurrect the clan with with an, with another project. He's had a couple of of uh, you know short you know pretty Tony. Uh, you know, bulletproof wallets, uh, sample clearance yeah. issues. So it's yeah. like, all right, you know, what's he going to come with, right? And then I hear back like that. Like you, I didn't hear Be Easy first. I heard back like that. It was a Neo record. I'm like, mm. all right, I don't want to hear this shit. Essentially, to me, what had happened was Ghostface had an opportunity to, to, to release an album with Def Jam, right? And he got yes. a Def Jam budget. So Def Jam said, mm. this guy Neo's hot right now. We're going to put him with Neo. Well, and and it worked. Tony is also on Def Jam. Okay, fair. But yeah. okay, fair. It is. But but, but it the is. but no no. I'm 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 my my butt was more about eras of Def Jam than it yeah. was about yeah, whether yeah, or not yeah, yeah. because yes. this era yes. was when was when 
they were rebranding as like an R&B powerhouse. So um, I think Rihanna, I think Rihanna was on Def Jam. Uh, you know, she's uh, getting there. Yeah, yeah, Neo, like all these motherfuckers that that were yeah, killing yeah, yeah. were on Def Jam, and it was it was R&B. So you're taking mm-hmm. a classic hip hop label, and you've almost like rebranded it because the the they remember. I don't know if you remember this, but they used to put the Carter administration. There was a period of time where vaguely, where Jay Z was the president of Def Jam. And they called it the Carter administration. But like most of the hip hop albums that they put out under the Carter administration were, were failing. Like they, like they weren't selling at the, at the clip that they were supposed to sell. And okay. so Jay-Z gave us, um, gave us Rihanna. He gave us like some of these. So his R&B acts were working and his hip hop acts were not working. So they right. pivoted away from hip hop and it became like this R&B powerhouse label, right? Whatever. Cool. Mm-hmm. So we get this Neo single. Shit is trash to me. I don't like this. I still don't like this shit. Um, and, and and let me let me say that it's not a bad song. Like it's fine. It's not. Yeah. But like it's not. It, like this isn't what I want to hear from Ghostface, and I don't exactly. care for this neo sound at all. Right. So um so yeah, this comes out, and I don't care. The album drops, and and I the other thing I really remember about this era is we lose Jay Dilla in February. Yeah. So at the time, yeah. literally all of us hip hop nerds, you know, especially in college, right? You know how how annoying college students are. We're all like, oh yeah, well, oh you guys like Jay Dilla now? He because he just passed away. Well, you didn't hear that Jay Dilla sampler that I heard in five. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everybody was talking about Jay Dilla at this time. So, you know, the 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 reason it's relevant is because you know there's there's a couple of Jay Dilla records Doom. on here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, MF Doom it has kind of become huge, right? Uh, because yeah. you know he 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 after Villainy, he did um he did that record with uh with Danger Mouse who had blown with Crazy yeah, by Danger by Doom, right? Danger Doom, right? That was yeah, around yeah, the yeah. same time. So mm-hmm. so he you yeah, know because he's, Danger Mouse did the joint with CeeLo, the uh, right crazy joint. the crazy yeah, joint, and it had blown time, yeah. like maybe the year before. And yeah, then yeah, Danger yeah. Doom comes out in two thousand six. Mm-hmm. So it's like oh shit, Doom! Like like everybody in college is talking about Doom. Yeah. So you know, Ghost had found a way to kind of like, and 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 we'll talk about this more when we talk about the track for track. But he had found a way to kind of tick all the boxes for all of us like hip hop nerds. And so I, I do remember that. This was a really, really important release from that perspective. I heard it, I liked it, and it checked all of my hip hop boxes, and that's where I was. All right, well, critical reception then. I mean, look, we look at the Wikipedia, it's got, you know, high marks across the board. Right. Um, I'm not saying it's got a 10 for 10, but mm-hmm. there's several 9.5s out of 10, lots of A's, lots of 9s right. out of 10s. Uh, I think we even have a high praise from our friend Robert Christgau, which we don't have any good quotables from him, but he likes the album. Um, And I remember my friends, Uh look, my friends loved this shit. Really? Loved this album. Um, And I think it was because, kind of for the same reasons that I loved it. Okay. It felt timely. Okay. In the sense that it felt like what hip hop was doing, like you said, the G-Units, the state properties, the dip set, whatever. It mm-hmm. felt like that, mm-hmm. but it also felt refreshing in the sense that I think it kind of took what they were doing mm-hmm. and and made it a little bit better hmm. while also giving us a little bit of the throwback and, and, and some of the things that we like from Ghostface. It just kind of felt good. And there's some mm-hmm. really, really amazing songs on this album mm-hmm. That just like like you like you mentioned before how it's kind of a bloated album and mm-hmm. it's definitely a bloated album but yeah. like some of the highlights on this 
are so good mm. that their bloat kind of just doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and I just remember like this was the time where like just a lot of my friends just like Ghostface. And it was one of mm. these things where like Ghostface is kind of an interesting person for I think the the down the line traditional hip hop fan. Okay. In the sense that I think that if you are in 2021 and you're listening to to old school hip hop mm-hmm. and you listen to Big Pun, I think you get it. You listen to Eminem, you get it. Biggie, Tupac. You get it. Yeah. You understand. Right. Method Man, I get it. Mm-hmm. I understand. Ghostface, Raekwon, I could totally see how somebody who just doesn't, is like new to hip hop, mm-hmm. would listen to the, these two people and be like, I don't I don't get it Yeah, yeah, at fair. all. Like, what? Mm-hmm. And I think that Ghostface Killer, even at that time, still kind of had some of that vibe. Like, he was mm-hmm. one of those guys who was... He was like the only person from the Wu Tang Clan who still had solo success right. at that point. Like, right. Method Man is not doing shit, right? And no one else is doing anything that we yep. really care about, right? Yep. You know, ODB he just passed his away. I think he passed away in two thousand four. He, mm-hmm. you know, he he had some big buzz when he came back, but then, he, then he he's passed. done. Yep. And even when he did come back, he didn't really offer us much. Yeah. But like Ghostface Killer is the only person from the Clan who's still giving us anything. And at the well, same time, so in right? 05, uh Jizza and Mugs gave us Grandmasters. But I mean, I guess I you only care. That, you though. only care if you're a rap nerd. I I listened to it. Was it good? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. It was a Jizza album. I'm sorry, yeah. Jizza doesn't have amazing albums, like except for his That's first fair. one. Most of them are just kind of, uh, they're not bad, but they're not yeah. good. Right. So, but my point is, though, commercially, though, mm-hmm. you know, Ghostface is the only one who's really giving us anything, and I think that he's kind of somebody who we kind of had to defend. Mm-hmm. And at this point, it became clear that, like, look, fuck it, I'm tired of defending this dude. I just like him. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I mean, I do know why, but like, I don't need, I don't feel the need to defend him to 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 to, to anyone else. This dude is dope. He's great. He comes yeah. out with this album, and we fucking love this shit. Like yeah. that's just like the critical reception from from people I knew who were were kind of in this lane. Fucking love this album, mm-hmm. which is why I think it is worthy of a tribute, despite the fact that it's not flawless. Definitely not flawless. Yeah. But um, I'm, I'm gonna yeah. take the sell on this. Um, go ahead. And 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 I'll say that you know. While I do think that everybody who was supposed to like this, including myself, liked it, um, I think the takes on this, including these reviews and scores, were lazy. I think okay. that this is an album that checks all of the boxes, and and it does a really good job of checking all of the boxes. But you know, does it hold up to the outlaw scale of, oh wow, you know, did this change my life? Do I need to hear this? Absolutely not. Like this doesn't okay. do anything for me that that Ghostface has not done before. And the only reason I love this album, and I do love this album, or I did at the time, the only reason I love this album is is a nostalgia factor. Um, You know, I I love Supreme Clientele and will always love Supreme Clientele. It's Mm -hmm. one of my favorite albums. Mm -hmm. Um, And this gave, it made me feel that nostalgia of, man, like, I haven't felt this feeling in a while. And so this this nostalgia feels good, right? But like, Mm -hmm. this doesn't give me anything where I'm like, oh man, like, if, if I didn't have Fish Scale... X like I, I I don't I don't I don't have the X there. I agree personally. with you completely. Yeah. Um, there is one song I think, and you already know the song. We're gonna talk about it. There is one song on here that I think does do that. <laughs> okay, I know I know However, what song you're talking about. If you about, remove yeah. that song from that album, yeah. you could actually make the case that this album isn't all that amazing. In fact, mm-hmm. the song is so good. Yeah, 
that and it's not the only good song of the album but mm. that song is so good that it kind of like cements this place now but i would I argue like, though that he does have a verse that rivals the verse that you're talking about from the song that you're talking about but anyway we can talk about that when we talk about the song so i i think the reason why this album is so important is because you're right it doesn't necessarily do anything that he hasn't done before in fact i think what kind of makes this album great mm. is that all the things that he tried to do on Bulletproof Wallets and Pretty, Pretty Tony album mm-hmm. that were good, but not like yeah. executed well. Right, right, right. I think he executes it well That's on fair. this album. That's fair. Not only that, he also takes a lot of the things that, like you said, like with Dipset, um, G Unit, whatever, like he takes like that kind of sound. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, you guys are doing that? Well, I can fucking do that shit easily. Yeah. And he does it easily on this album. Yeah. While still having a few tracks to throw back to Supreme Clientele yeah. and, and Iron Man. What I will say about this album mm-hmm. and the reason why I think it deserves a tribute mm-hmm. is because I think that while this is not his best album, in fact, I, I would rank not. this third. Okay. Right? I think yeah. it's easily Supreme Clientele number one, mm-hmm. Iron Man number two. Okay. But this album, I think, is arguably one of his most important because I think that mm-hmm. when this album is released, this is like the album that I think completely solidifies Ghostface Killer's yeah. status like yeah. like like his catalog. Yeah. Like so for example, like right. if if I think that Met the Man is 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 one of the goats, mm-hmm. you could easily say that well look, he has no classic albums. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can make the case for Takao, mm-hmm. but like that's it. Yeah. And even that is kind of a stretch, right? Right. right. But that's not the problem. And it's like, okay, fine. If you come out with two dope albums, two amazing albums, cool but then you come out with a third right like that's what this album did definitely for me like and, and it put all of the the ghost face killer hate yeah to bed it's like no like you're done like no this no like stop it that's fast. none of that like stop it and i think that that's why this album is very 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 important agreed so i was gonna so, i was gonna i was gonna throw to you because i felt like you were kind of already in the highlight range did you want to did you want to go to highlights or yeah yeah let's do uh let's do highlights overarching highlights would you like to start sure um, Go ahead. So um, I just, just generally, just production, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 the production on here is is damn near flawless, especially on the first half of the album. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, just really, really good production. And I think, you know, I think, like you said, right? People kind of wanted to have question marks about Ghostface, right? Yeah. Um, his last two albums it was a li- it was a little spotty. Yeah, and 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 people a lot of times, and you know, I'm sure you've had to fight fight this fight, right? A lot of times you kind of get this like, RZA's the only genius in in the Wu Tang, and so if yeah. he's not if he's not the driver, it's not good, right? Yeah, and so Ghostface kind of puts that to bed with this album, right? Because he's clearly the executive producer, he's mm-hmm. putting these people together, and he's choosing what production that he wants, and he still executes it well. Correct. So that I don't know if you have more thoughts on on Ghost as an executive producer. No, I think you you kind of state that very well. That I mean, it's very clear that one of the things that RZA didn't do well is that as hip hop grew, he had a very difficult difficult time staying with like the commercial yeah. trend. Yeah. Right. And still, and not even just the commercial trend, but like. Even the people who don't really care about commercial hip hop, but they still follow hip hop, like they mm-hmm. still want to care about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And RZA kind of had a difficult time staying with that. Maybe right. it's because he was tired of giving, getting all his samples cleared. Who knows, <laughs> right? But like Ghostface 
shows that he was able to do that. Like right. you would think that of all the people from the clan, you would think that Met the Man could do that, and Met the Man clearly could not. Yeah, right. Like Method can't. Met the Man wasn't able to do that without kind of sounding like corny or like daddish. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, yeah, right. And yeah, I, you right. know, and I love Met the Man. I say that with no disrespect, but like. Mm-hmm. It's kind of true. Yeah. Right? Like, Ghostface is still able to give you something that's just like, man, fuck it. Like, this dude is nice. Yeah. Like, he's just that's he's facts. just nice. That's facts. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely one. Um, I, I, I will give him sequencing, even though yeah. I do feel like the second half of the album is is a little, it, it starts to, to to lag a little bit. But um, particularly that first half of the album, mm-hmm. um, I think was just really, really well sequenced. And you and I have talked about, you know, the, the kind of concept of front loading an album. If you come out the gate with like four like hard records, yeah. like it's it's yeah. hard not to love an album that starts that strong. Yeah. And so I mean, he comes out the out the gate with Shaky Dog. And I mean we go, oh, we go record for record, we'll talk about that. But like, I mean, you come out the gate with this song, like I can't say your shit's not hard. Like, <laughs> like it's like, come on, man. Like this 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 is insane, yo. And then and it's just like Shaky dog, kilo, like you know what I mean. Just boom, yeah. boom, boom. He kind of hits you with like with three punches in a row like that, and and, and it's crazy. So, um, I, I think you know sequencing from that perspective is definitely um, you know my my other uh, overarching low light. And then the the last one that I'll give actually let me give two more. Um, yeah. Storytelling. Yeah. I feel like we always said that Ghost was a dope storyteller, but yeah. this is the album where he kind of is just yeah. like. Y'all He's can't fuck with me at all. No. Like he, like uh-huh. he, he just literally just leans into it. Like it's almost like you know where you you have a basketball player and like you know the first couple of years of their their career they want to show you that like they can they can they can beat you off the dribble they can pull yeah. back for the jumper they can dunk like and then like they just realize like okay look I'm just a dunker and they just lean into being a dunker like that's kind of yeah. what he did on this album where he's just like oh y'all all right I'm the best storyteller cool I'm just gonna tell stories like I'm not even yeah. gonna try to do any of the rest of this shit. So I respect that. And then the last thing that I'll give as a as a um a, an overarching highlight is Trife to God. Yes. Um I, I wanna say that there, you know, a lot of times when you have like a personality like a ghost, a lot of times like what they're missing is kind of the two punch. Like you'll have a yeah. Jay-Z, but their two punch is Memphis Bleak. No diss to Memphis right. Bleak. I like you, Memphis Bleak. But you know, like it's like a lot of times like that that two punch is almost like a jab instead of like a like a hook, you know? Yeah. And like Trife to God to me is like the first time where like you get like this woo member that like has this larger than life personality that's super dope, but then they have like a two punch that like is equally ill. And yeah. like tri- Trife to God, I ended up I mean, you and I, I think, talked about this around, We've around this time. We've been talking about Tripe to God for, for mad long. Yeah, but it's we, like... We are fans of Tripe to God on the <laughs> 80s Babies podcast, for sure. But he, like, heard our feelings, because then we we heard his, like, his solo output, and we were just yeah. like, damn, like, I thought, you yeah. know, I thought you were going to be one of those ones, but... I know. Tripe to God, I mean, so, you know, Ghostface has been giving us kind of this, like, you know, theater unit thing for a while, and, like, it hasn't yeah. been landing. But, like, right. this is the project where we realize that Tripe to God is, like, that nigga. And, and and so he's a highlight for me, for sure. So to piggyback on that and to expand on that point, because Tripe to God is one of my highlights, but yeah. also I think Theodore Unit is a highlight too. Now, okay. they're not amazing on here, but yeah. Kappa is strong on this album. Is he part of Theodore um, Unit? I think in this sense he is. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when you have Tripe to God, yeah. it's just like... Yo, it's like, yo, I, I, I fucks with what you did here. And yeah, then when you yeah. also take into consideration the more fish project, which actually has more Theodore unit, mm-hmm. 
and that's like a it's not a, an amazing album but okay. there's some strong parts of that album right yeah. but they like the the theodore unit presence on that album is good too and like and and, and tripe to god this is not the first time we heard him i think the first time we really really took note was probably on the pretty tony album mm-hmm. maybe a few times before that but yes yeah. you're correct tripe to god is great and i think in general the theodore unit like the Theodore unit, I think, is good in the sense that, look, a lot of these albums, when they had their entourage, yeah, like, their entourage fucking sucks. Yeah. I'm, you know what I mean? Like, Met the Man, if you think about Met the Man's entourage. Yeah, Street, Street Life. Life is trash. I don't feel as, I don't have the visceral <laughs> reaction that you do, but Street Life is not good, though. He's not. Right? He's not He's not good. Yeah. Um, and I think that even on some of the other just, you know, the Wu-Tang affiliates or just like any across like hip hop in general, a lot of times the entourage is whack. I don't think that's the case here. You know what I mean? So I will say, you know, and this is going to sound like I'm being funny and this person could probably whip my ass, stab me, shoot me. So, you know, it is what it is. I'm going to just go ahead and say it. But Theodore unit had this white guy that used to like be bald headed and wear like a, like a, uh, silver rings. I don't know. He he was bald headed and he had a uh, he used to wear uh, headbands all the time in all the, the videos. And anyway, like I just remember all the homies. You know, I mean, we're in college, right? So in college, you don't have shit to do but sit around and watch music videos or one hundred six in park or whatever the fuck. I feel like every time Theodore Unit was in a video, everybody would just laugh at how ridiculous this white guy with the headbands looked. And so it was like nobody could take Theodore Unit seriously because of that guy. Like I feel like. That's if they would have removed old boy, like maybe we would have been able to take them seriously as a crew. That's probably fair, but <laughs> you know the, the good thing about this project is that it doesn't include every single theater unit member. Yeah, on here, so. it's not heavy heavy with the theater unit features, which is good. Yeah. They he pushed all of them to more fish, and I didn't listen to more fish, so I was happy. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> the only other highlight, overarching highlight I have on here mm-hmm. is MF Doom. Okay. Um, now I don't like every single one of yeah, his beats. Yeah, me neither. That's why I didn't say that. But there are two beats on here that I love. Okay. Another third that I think that I enjoy, and uh-huh. the fourth is like it's like all right, you know, it's decent. But I think mm-hmm. that like what it made me really realize is that, and this is a salute me or shoot me, but okay. I think that the biggest regret in hip hop is that mm-hmm. Ghostface Killer and MF Doom never collaborated for like a duo album vocally i'm not even sure if they ever if they're ever on a track together and i think that that is a damn shame you know having mf doom and ghostface killer on a project together i think would have been dope now i think there's a doom ghostface project i just i don't are you sure i don't think it's original i think it's like old ghostface lyrics over over doom but you know what I mean, though. Like, yeah, yeah, for example, yeah. when when he does his pro- collaborations with like Zarface or like yeah. like Ghostface has like random albums with like some random people mm-hmm. or just like whatever, right? Like one of those projects should have been something with MF Doom, and I don't right. think they ever made it happen. Mm-hmm. And I know they're friends. I know they get along. Yeah, I know yeah. Ghostface has mad respect for MF Doom. Yeah. Right. Like the fact that that never happened. If it did happen, please like. Yeah. Point me towards the project because I want to. Let hear me do it. some research because um, I because I feel like I mean I know they've done songs together but I I feel like somebody put a project together but I don't think it was like an official release I think it was like no nah, but I mean like those okay. two yeah, like yeah. no we're like we're in the studio gotcha. and we are creating this together I don't think that exists yeah not a whole and album. it's a shame yeah it's a shame so because I think that MF Doom understood Ghostface and Ghostface understood MF Doom Agreed. which just kind of surprises me that they never you know because yeah. Ghostface Killer has those projects with Adrian Young yeah. which some people don't like it's fine but like I there's still art in those projects yeah, right yeah. like 
Ghostface Killer could have collaborated with MF Doom to create a really artful project. That, mm -hmm. Whether or not you're thinking or not, whatever, but like someone's gonna like it and someone's gonna like it a lot. Yeah. So yeah, so those are my overarching highlights here. Uh, should we get into the track for track highlights? Yeah. We can go ahead. I mean, we might as well just just start it off <laughs> with I know you wanted I mean, to. To be honest, to be honest, right? Like we've been teasing this song. <laughs> I could probably talk about this song for an hour. Yeah. That is how much I love the song. It's one of my favorite Ghostface. Oh, push the fucking seat up. Yo, <laughs> Shaky Dog from Ghostface Killer, uh, the opening uh, song yeah. on Fish Scale is like, it's an 11 out of 10. This song is fucking incredible. <laughs> it is. It's amazing. It really is. I can sit there and listen to it for an hour. Like yeah. he, it, this song is so good that, that to be honest, mm. if it if it wasn't on this album, I'm not sure if I would like the rest of this album. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm that's not sure. Fair. That's fair. It really does take it's the the, so the album good. up to another level. And I want to say, you know, you and I have talked about this when we talk about Nas, and we say, you know, when yeah. when, when we say, oh Nas, yo, he could tell stories. Oh, he could tell stories. You gotta yeah. play. I gave you power, and then it's like, oh, okay, right. cool. It, the, people step off immediately unless you don't know yeah, what the fuck yeah, you're talking yeah, yeah. about, right? Like if yeah. I say, yo, Ghost could tell stories. This is what I'm playing. Like, oh it, my god, clearly. <laughs> oh my god like and look and let me tell you something like as the story critic on the as the resident story critic on this podcast right right like trust me like this this holds up this holds up yo it's great. yo walking to the to the back room butt first is is is, is, is <laughs> yo, there's so, many, there's like, so oh, much like, ill like, like this oh even like bruno with the teeth like i mean just the details bro like are insane in this story <laughs> There's so many good things. Like, all right. So one of the things that look, I don't even know where to begin with this song. Because first, let's just let's just start off with the beat for okay. one. First of all, like yeah, the beat the is beat crazy. Is amazing. Um, Lewis Parker. I don't know what else he did. Apparently, he's a musician. He's he's done a bunch of other things. Whoever whatever. he is, I love him because he made this. So boom, I'm a fan. Yeah. So 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 the beat the beat is crazy. It. Yeah, it, it doesn't do too much, um, but perfect. like it's just it's perfect for Ghostface, right? And like he's got this like intensity, uh, and like he just spits so much like imagery yes. in this song, yeah. and like the story itself is 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 kind of simple, yeah, right? Like it's not on the level of like niggas bleed, but like mm -hmm. it's like all right, you know, he he's cool with these these drug dealers. They got the drug spot. They got all this stuff. He's he's he scoped everything out. So he gets his boy to come do the jokes with him, mm -hmm. right? And he's gonna go up to the room with the pretense. He's like, "Oh, hey, you know, I'm friendly." And then he's gonna act like he's, he, you know, this this random dude is sticking him up. Oh, they, wow. go, they go in there, they get access, and then they, they start shooting the place. They get the crack, they get the money, <laughs> whatever. Like, very very simple story. But like, that's not what makes this story great at all, right? Like. It's all it's like the details. random imagery, like it's the idea details. that, you know, making moves back and forth uptown and like mm -hmm. everything like in the car. He's like, yo, in the back seat. Uh, what's he say? Back seat with my legs to push oh, the fucking seat, seat up. up. Right. right, right. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then he's why are you behind me, Leary? <laughs> yo. So that's the other crazy thing, too. Right. So he's doing the jokes with this man, Frank. Right. And he's like, he's kind of clowning Frank. He's like, why are you behind me, Larry? Right. Shaky dog stuttering. And you got the uh, bigger, bigger cook, cook on you. You was a crazy, crazy motherfucker. motherfucker. Small hoodie, dude. Hilarious move. You want some, you want some curly, curly mo Larry, Larry shit. shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, 
it's it's crazy because he's kind of clowning. He's Brent. clowning his own mans, and the shaky dog is his mans. <laughs> the shaky dog is his mans, right? But here's the thing, though: when the jokes happens, his man who's he's, who he's clowning goes fucking crazy. Like all the crazy shit that's happening, it's Frank. Frank goes off. He goes off. He's shooting shots everywhere. I'm he on the ground the like, holy he shoot shit. The dog. I'm on the ground like, holy shit. Like, this fucking going crazy. This shit is bananas. Seriously, I could spend 60 fucking minutes talking about this song. Bro, this is I one feel of like the greatest songs I've ever heard in my life. I feel it's like fantastic. I'm there. Like, I feel like I'm there. Like, even in the car, like, I, like, I, I've been that. Like, I've, I'm just like, yeah. literally, the imagery is, is just so on point. It's hilarious. Yo, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so, look, I will say this about like Ghostface Killer style. Like, sometimes Ghostface Killer, like, he, he does so much stuff that it's kind of hard to follow along. And I'll admit, the first time I heard this song, like, I couldn't follow along with everything. Mm. But there was something about like the, his delivery that, mm. like, I was in there. Like, and I was, I was seeing all these little images and I had trouble putting the dots together it, right. it took a while for me to kind of put the, the story together in my head mm. but now that it's in my head like i just go through the whole thing and like even if you think about like the cadences right like uh -huh. he says something like i think when the wife the wife pops up with big titty he bitch says, uh, he's a his wife said to speak in the spanish <laughs> big titty bitch holding the cannon ran in the kitchen threw a shot the kick in the four fifth broke a bone in her wrist and she dropped the heat gave up the coke bitch uh but the bitch wouldn't listen i'm on the floor like holy, holy shit. shit like that cadence yeah. is crazy or even when like when they approach the door right he says uh he's talking about him he says these fucking maricones on uh maricones on the couch watching samp and his son passing they run fried plantains and rice Big round <laughs> onions on a T-bone steak. My stomach growling. Yo, I want some. Like, what? Yeah. You're so, like, you're so, like, uh, just, like ADD just all yes, over the place. Like, yes. you're, you're about to rob someone, but yeah. you can smell the steak and you're like, right. yo, like, I'm kind of hungry. I kind of want some of that steak right now. What? But it's <laughs> insane, bro. Crazy. And I think, you know, I think to, to piggyback on what you're saying, like, this is what makes Ghostface a, a pantheon. Uh, talent right like like the stream of consciousness is not my yeah. favorite is not my favorite style um right. and 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 not everybody does it well it's not always great but like this is just fucking incredible yes. stream of consciousness yes. like like this is undeniably ill stream of consciousness to the point where even if you don't like this style you have to like this so. yes it's yeah it's it's so good i can talk about the song again for hours it's amazing um and it's so good that like i i'm not saying the songs that follow it are whack because they're not they're good mm -hmm. songs but it just makes it so much easier to enjoy them because it's like yeah. you listen to the song you enjoy it so much and you you're filled with all this like dopamine <laughs> that all the other songs that come afterward like you just enjoy them even more right. so i guess we should get into the 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 other highlights that, that, mm -hmm. that follow this so why don't you continue on with your, with your highlights cool so kilo gotta be a highlight and mm -hmm. you know i will say it's interesting this song to me is a marker of 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 a period right yes um, it is and, it definitely and, is. and and no I, I don't know that we're saying the same thing and let me make my point and then you can tell me if i if i'm saying we, the we same thing are. as you or something we different. probably are go ahead Th there was a period of time that started around 2005 2006 mm -hmm. where um and and to me it really started with g unit 
um, where 50 Cent started to give producers that were just people like you and me that were just kids in their in their in their college dorm room or something oh, okay, like that okay, okay, okay. opportunities to produce on records that became big records that were on, released on Def Jam and shit like that. And okay. so this kid Moss who's from who's from Canada, I believe. I think he's from Toronto or something like that. You know, not not a big name producer, not just Blaze or Jay Dilla or MF Doom or any of the other big names that you have on here. But, you know, Moss submits this beat. This is, you know, kind of the early days of email and shit back and forth and stuff like that and has an opportunity to land on 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 this project. And this beat is so fucking well tailored for the subject matter and mm -hmm. and the style of what Ghostface is trying to do on this project that it's just like it's almost like a like a light bulb moment like aha like why haven't we always been allowing random motherfuckers off the street to submit their okay. beats to us like that's okay. what i mean by like a, it was like a turning point like these cats were getting people that nobody ever heard of and giving them opportunities and their shit was stacking up right next to it so Shaky Dog is a Pantheon level, you know, stream of consciousness storytelling record. Kilo comes right after it and and you don't feel a drop in quality. Like it like it's mm -hmm. like this is still great, you know, a great record, great quality production is ill and that that's, you know, kind of my biggest highlight of that as a highlight. Did you have more that you wanted to add? What I was going to say is that it was a, a marker like significant for the time especially for ghostface Kayla. like he uh -huh. was kind of doing a lot of these kind of like kind of concept songs okay. that were not not silly but kind of like kind of basic okay if you will yeah um kind of simple like like the idea of taking some old sample from like some school right not right. like schoolhouse rock yeah, but, but like similar. taking something right. similar like that, right? Mm -hmm. And making like a hip hop song of it. Like this mm -hmm. was definitely in Ghostface Killer's yes. lane, and he wasn't yes. the only one to do it. But mm -hmm. I think he executes it well, very well on on this on this song, mm -hmm. especially getting Raekwon on here. What I yeah. love about this song is the end when he talks about like purple top, 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 I love top, right? that shit too. To to have that part, especially at this time when the wire is popping off, oh. it's like yo, I got that WMD. Well, master struck your okay. ass. Like you had to, okay. you had to label your product right. so it could outsell the other product. I didn't to, watch to go, the wire at this time, so I wouldn't have made that fair. connection. But that, but that makes total sense. But 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 that's what they were doing, and mm -hmm. it's also kind of like a throwback to the purple tape. Right, the purple right? tape, the same, exactly. Same same concept. And yeah. So it's like, look, I'm not necessarily a big fan of the drug rap, and mm. to be honest. I think I'm kind of a, a hypocrite because I'm critical of Jay-Z when he does the drug rap right. and not so much Ghostface Killer and Raekwon. And mm -hmm. I think it's because of kind of like who they present themselves to be. Okay. I think that like Jay-Z kind of gets on the mic and tries to present himself as like a really like a good person who's like justifying <laughs> all his bad shit and Ghostface Killer like doesn't care. He's like, look, I don't give a fuck. I got flavor. It's what it is. And for whatever reason, like that allows me to kind of like a song like this. Okay. But whatever, like yeah. it, it sounds good. It's perfect after Shaky Dog, and mm. yeah, this is definitely a highlight. I think what I'll add to that, right, is is you make a good point that so Shaky Dog, while it is a beautiful, you know, almost like a like oh cinematography, like oh right, like I mean, it's like it's oh just like this. God, this song is so good. It's so but it, good. But to some degree, it's it's almost high art, right? Yeah. And 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 so you know, if I'm if 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 I if I heard back like that. And then I and then I dialed in and I said, okay, let me listen to this Ghostface Killer album. And I heard I heard Shaky Dog. 
I'm not going to appreciate it, right? Because I came here mm-hmm. for a back like that, right? So, like, yeah, I want to yeah, hear yeah. some, like, sing-songy shit that I can get down with, and Shaky Dog is not that. So I feel yeah. like Kilo is kind of almost the perfect balance between, like, something that's, like, kind of silly and sing-songy, but it's still on this fucking drug rap shit that Ghost and, and, and Ray, that's their lane. Yeah. Um, and then, like you said, you know, at first you're kind of just like, is is the sample carrying this? But then they yeah. give you the red tops, blue tops, yeah. pink, like they do, and they do it in like a melodic way almost, so that you you know you you have something else you can kind of sing along with, in addition to the kilo shit. Um, so yeah, man, I just I just think that this was a really really well executed record, and really good good on them for for making it track three right and putting it right behind Shaky Dog because you you gave me high for. high art and then you gave me something that like anybody can digest. You know what I mean? All right. So what you got next? The champ. The champ. Okay. <laughs> All right. So shout out to Just Blaze. Um, you know, for as a man who has asthma and and you know doesn't always like to put his voice on records, you know, my man wasn't able to sample Mickey, you know, from from Rocky or Mr. T from Rocky. So he himself imitated their voices and then resampled them in such a way that it sounds like it's Mickey and it's it's Mr. T from Rocky. Kudos to you, bro. Uh, good job on this record. And the beat is crazy. The beat is crazy. It's not my favorite Just Blaze beat. Yeah, but I think the, the vocal contribution from Just Blaze is mm-hmm. actually one of the highlights for this. Yeah. For he does me. a really good I didn't job. realize that was that was Just Blaze who was doing that. Yeah. He he also did it in uh, Welcome to New York City. Welcome to New right. York City. That's not a sample. That's his voice. He does it here and there. What I like about this song is actually less than the beat. is Ghostface himself. Okay. The idea that I think that I what he observed a, around him yep. was like a lot of people kind of doing some things that he had already done and mm-hmm. getting like new praise for it. And mm-hmm. he's like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Like, hold on. I've been yeah. here too. Yep. Just in case you forgot, like, yeah. you know, I can still hold this shit down. In fact, right. all that shit y'all was doing, like, it's cute, but it's kind of corny. Yep. Let me go ahead. Let me let me get on this wax real quick and, yeah. and put something down. And then in addition to that, right, like, because he obviously wrote with Just Blaze. You know, the whole the whole making the criticism that many of us had made, you ain't been hungry since Supreme Clientele, right? So it's right. like it's like, okay, like you're acknowledging like like yo, some people have had some things to say about you. Yeah. But it's like, yo, nah, I'm that nigga still, and I'm gonna let y'all know. Like I like that he acknowledged that on the record. Okay. Your so. uh your next highlight. Uh my next highlight is actually Columbus Exchange Crack Spot. Okay. So um I just, you know, first of all, I wanna say I don't know who this producer is, Crack Val, but this is the dopest name of a producer, especially a guy <laughs> producing or guy or girl, whoever, producing a song, you know, uh, that's on an album called Fishscale. Uh, the fact that your name is Crack Val is, is crazy to me. That's dope. Um, but yeah, man, like the Crack Spot, I just feel like the, the beat, the beat is just really dope. Um, and I mean, you know, it's it's. That same shit, a dope, a dope story, a dope sample, a dope beat. Like that's what I want from a Ghostface record, and I get that here. Okay, I don't necessarily have anything to add to that. Although I, just in the sense that like this, when I listened to this song back in the day, I mm-hmm. definitely was a bigger fan of the first half than I was the second half. Okay. Um, and this is one of the songs that's in that run. Okay. So yeah. Um, it definitely contributes to that. Uh, yeah, I think it's good. yeah, yeah. 
so like my next <laughs> my next uh <laughs> highlight is actually you know uh, sophomoric but it is what it is the bad mouth kids get is hilarious to me <laughs> it always was hilarious to me just because you know th this whole idea it i just in my mind, I find Ghostface in this situation. Like, I feel like yeah. Ghostface yeah. is probably in this situation a lot in real life, right? So to paint the picture for those who haven't heard this joint, you know, <laughs> this this song is like about this dude, you know, he's he's dating this girl who has a kid. The The girl leaves and he's stuck just with the kid by himself. She, and, she leaves the, the room. She leaves the room. She leaves the room. Right, right. right. And, and so he's in the room with this kid and this kid is bad. And this kid is like cussing at him. It's like, fuck you. You ain't my daddy. You and ain't he, my daddy. He's like, oh, fuck you. I'll whip your like, daddy ass. I'll whip your daddy I'm gonna ass. I'm going to get my kid to beat your ass. Yo, he says, so the kid goes, the kid goes, suck my dick. He goes, suck your dick. Oh, that's how you feel? <laughs> oh, that's how you feel? Yo, that's the funniest shit ever to me. That's how you feel to a child is the funniest shit ever. Every time I hear him say Oh, that's how you feel. <laughs> it makes me laugh even now. So, so that skit is a highlight for me. What you got? Yo, <laughs> I, I will say this. I'm not sure if this skit is a highlight to me, but like Ghostface Killer, one of the things that's genius about him, and I mm -hmm. don't even think that he would consider this genius about himself, mm -hmm. right? In fact, Ghostface Killer listening to this might take this as disrespect. That's okay. the kind of dude he is. But like <laughs> yeah, shit like this is actually borderline corny. Right, like it, it really mm. teeters on the line. Okay, but Ghostface does such a good job of like owning it and really leaning in all the way mm. that you you kind of take it seriously. Mm. And I think that other groups like like Dipset kind of does like silly shit like this. Yeah, yeah. And it just it's just fucking silly. Mm. But like go like this is silly. Yeah. But it's also like, I mean, mm. I feel you because yeah. you really like you you really committed to doing this and he commits yeah. to everything a hundred percent and it makes you just kind of like well you're taking it seriously That's i take fair. you seriously i'll take this seriously okay he just does a very good job of that yeah and to piggyback on that like the next track i wouldn't necessarily call it a, a highlight but like this whip it's you with the strap okay this whip you with the strap yeah. beat by jay dilla you know for folks that have been jay dilla fans we knew we, we heard this beat clearly before we yes. heard this project but yeah, you know, the Donuts project. You know, so but, the but but this was a beat that Jay Dilla did make for Ghostface, though. Yeah, he did. No, but what I'm yeah. what I was gonna say is right because I, I I'm saying I've heard this beat way before Donuts. Okay. So like, so this is a this is an old Jay Dilla beat, but mm. like he contextualizes it with that skit, right? So like yes, the skit makes it makes sense it with, with the with the record, and it makes sense why he would be rapping over this particular Jay Dilla beat. So. You know, kudos to him for, for for that. But did you want to talk more about Whippy with the Strap? It's a highlight for me because it kind of does two things. It's a throwback, I think, musically to Supreme Clientele. Okay. But thematically a little bit to Iron Man. Okay. Um, Because Iron Man has some tracks yeah, about yeah. his youth his a little childhood. bit. And, right. and when I said before at the top of the episode, I talked about how like this album kind of executes the things well that he didn't get perfectly from bulletproof Wallace and, right, and, right. and pretty tony but while also combining some of the things that we loved from supreme clientele and iron man and mm -hmm. i think that this is a song that combines both of those albums rather well so yeah, yeah it's it's a highlight for me and, and getting yeah. jay dilla for a beat that like 
I don't think that he really got in the studio with Ghost for this, but the fact mm-hmm. that he made this beat with yeah. Ghostface in mind and Ghostface took it and did this with it, yeah, yeah, it's definitely a highlight for me for sure. Yeah, I think this came from the time frame where Jay Dilla was just making a bunch of beats and just yeah. like kind of sending discs around, and so yeah. some of these discs were getting leaked and you know things were kind of coming out, and so us as you know, college kids that were online downloading a bunch of random shit. I I, I remember. Um, I think it was E who brought who might have brought a, a tape that had this beat on it. You know, to to my room to freestyle or something like that. You know, like well before this joint dropped. So, but yeah, it, it is dope for him to contextualize it like that. Because again, when we were rapping over this or listening to it, I don't think we were thinking about how you would make it make sense on an album. You know? Yeah. No, that's so, fair. Yeah, I think that's fair. So uh, my next one is Be Easy. Um, okay. You know, uh, I don't love the other Pete Rock contribution. I do love Pete Rock or other contributions by Pete Rock, but but I do love this one. This is a, this is a sample that I've heard done multiple times. I think you did it as well, right? I did do this, yes. Right, yes. yeah. I so I've, this, yeah. I've heard that I've heard a few different beats from with this sample, but I think I think Pete Rock, you know, kind of nailed it. And I and I and of course I love Tripe the God as well. So so I like this one. What, what do you want to say? It's it's not a highlight for me okay. because I worked so extensively on this sample. <laughs> that, like I, I knew it back and forth. And so mm-hmm. at the time, like I liked it. But fuck it. I like my beat more. In mm-hmm. fact, Ibrahima rapped over my beat. I think he mm-hmm. called it Firecracker. The name yeah. of my beat was Soul Cracker. It was Soul Cry. Shout and out to I did something differently than, than Pete Rock. I think Pete Rock took kind of like the expected part of it. Mm-hmm. And I tried to do something a little bit more soulful. Um, mm-hmm. I started working on this beat before I had ever heard the song. And I think I finished it like, I don't know, sometime in the summer. I give it to Ibrahima and he... Or I let Ibrahima listen to it and he's like, yo, I want to record on it. He recorded something on it. Mm-hmm. If I can find it, I'll put it in the background of this track. Yeah. It's somewhere. I have no idea where it is, but um, it's online somewhere. It was dope, sure man. It was it. dope. And shout out to E. So, Everything E did was dope. Oh, oh. E is a vocalist? Man. Yeah. It's, it's too bad he doesn't care about hip hop anymore <laughs> because, yo, he, as a, as a spitter, that dude was nice. Yeah. But like, um, it's not, this song is not a highlight for me just because of my experience actually making my mm. own beats yeah. using the same exact sample. Yeah. So, I yeah. think one of the things to, to kind of give to Pete Rock, especially Pete Rock in this era, you know, if you're a fan, um, Pete Rock in this era to me really, really mastered the way he mixed his samples. That's fair. And so I That's think fair, if yeah. you go back and you listen to this particular record, it's actually really well mixed. Okay. Um, and he, he really, you know, kind of cleaned it up. And I, and I like that. And then, you know, I think... Every once in a while, Ghost actually really tries with a hook. Like, he tries to make a hook that, like, you know, people would like and enjoy. And this is obviously one of those. I mean, obviously, he put it out as a single before back like that, yeah. right? So, like, okay. tell your crew to be easy. I mean, it just, it just rocks, yo. Like, I, I like the hook, and I like what they try to do. I like him and Trife going back and forth. Like, so I enjoy that. Okay. Uh, what else you got? Clips of Doom. Yeah, man. Uh, this is my favorite MF Doom uh, beat on this project. It is. It is. Um, yeah. I, I think you know the, the the this is, and it's like it's like the most Doom beat on here. Like I, I I really 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 enjoy it. I almost I think the only thing that could make this better is if Doom actually dropped a verse on this shit. It's a Doom beat, but it's also a Wu Tang beat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. perfect for Ghostface. I'm not sure if I love this song back in the day. I okay. love it now. Yeah. This song is a, this song is incredible. I like it. Um, you know. Wu-Tang, I, I have been critical of hip-hop acts that just kind of like take loops, take 
take samples and just like loop them. Mm-hmm. And and look, RZA did that all the time. You know what I mean? Like RZA is like the king. RZA and and um, fuck is his name? Havoc mm-hmm. are like the the king of like the the, the two bar loop. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But RZA like takes such like interesting loops. Yeah. That is like I, I don't necessarily mind it, and mm. MF Doom I think kind of emulates that mm. and gets like this kind of like electric guitar with the reverberation whatever mm. going on and, and the feedback and just kind of loops that over with like mm. every third bar there's a little variance here and there, and then when you have like Ghostface Killer and Tripe the God just spinning on it, it's mm-hmm. like all right, this is just like down the line hip hop. I yep. don't need anything too fancy. Yeah, and like you guys are killing it here. In 2006, yep. at a time when I think that there's some hip hop that I'm hearing now that I'm like, I'm not necessarily sure is better than than this, which is why sometimes I'm critical of some of the hip hop that I hear now because mm-hmm. I'm like, you're you're not really doing much more. But like, it's because I I have songs like this mm-hmm. that I can go back to that are are you know 15 years old and I'm like, yeah. I think they did it well here. Yeah. You need to do it better if you're going to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they do it really good here. It's a highlight for me. Um, yeah, this song is really good. I'll also say one of the reasons why this is my favorite um, Doom production on here, because actually, you know, the uh, Underwater is, it, to me, it, it's the same caliber I like of Underwater. Beat, but, yeah. but the Clips of Doom, to me, uh, Trife the God's voice, yeah. like like his vocal yeah. register and that beat, they just they just match up really, really they do. well. Like, they really I don't do. know what it is. Yeah. yeah. So what's your, what's your next highlight? Um, I guess I'll say Underwater is a highlight. Okay. And that'll be my last one. I like Underwater just from... <sighs> I don't even know really know why I like it. I just like it. I'm not sure <laughs> yeah. if it's like a super, super highlight, but it yeah. just like... It just it just works for like for Ghostface Killer. Yep. It just kind of works. Yeah, I think... It's like, it's like the same reason why Beatles... Um, an octopus was it like uh, on on Abbey Road, the album that we both like, mm. or one of the albums that we like, um, an, an octopus garden in, in the shade, right? It's like mm. a weird fucking or like right. a song like Yellow Submarine, right, 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 yeah, like just these weird songs Agreed. that certain artists can just like make, and yeah. it, it works. Like Underwater is just like one of those records. Yeah, I think I think the one thing the one thing that kind of drew me to it initially back when it came out, right? I, obviously, it's a Doom production, and this is back in the day when we're reading the credits, right? So I'm I'm going to all the Doom and J Dilla joints, but um, Underwater sounded like Underwater, like he, yes. you know, legitimately. I don't know if he sampled water or you know what, the sample had water in it, what? But so you know, we cared about that at the time, um, and then you know, additionally, just the, Ghost taking on this subject matter. Like, I feel like yeah. just kind of shows that, like, Ghost was almost kind of willing to tackle almost anything. Like, who anything, raps about yeah. this? Like, you know what right. I mean? Like, he's like, what? So yeah. I think just like it being so left field is what what's so appealing about this record to me. Okay. So what um, else? What else did I miss? So I don't. Ragu is not amazing, but I like yeah. it. Okay. It's a very simple sample. It's something yeah. that like I probably would have made back in the day. Yeah. Is it a two bar uh, loop, one bar loop? It's like yeah, and it, and it varies a little bit. Yeah. Um, but like I don't know. There's something just a like they just work on this record. Um, yeah. it's not the best song on the album, obviously. I get it's bored the in the second half of done. this song. That might be fair. Yeah. That might be fair. It does kind of go on, but it's it's cool. It's it's worth me at least mentioning as a yeah. song that I'm like. 
all right, like I, I, I'm with you here. Right. Um, Jellyfish. Okay. I I like this track particularly because of Capadonna. Okay. Yo, I I'm not sure if Capadonna has a song where he disrespects women ever. Like I'm I'm really not sure. <laughs> Yo, Capadonna loves women. Yeah. Like to the look. Ghostface Killer has songs where like he respects women and loves women, but he also has songs where he completely disrespects women. That's true. I'm not sure if Capadonna does. He fucking loves women in this verse. <laughs> like, look, I'm listening to this to this song, and like he he's got like he says like I ain't cheating on her or beating on her. I spend the weekend on her, right? And I'm uh-huh. like, all right, I understand that like that's a very low bar. Like that's a bar. <laughs> that's a bare minimum that you should be doing for your woman, right? Okay. But like. For hip hop, uh, it it's like it's sweet, you know, yeah, because yeah, most of hip hop is like really, especially when it comes true. to women, it's very like toxic and hyper masculine and right, shit. So right, like, right. it just made me think that I'm like, yo, like I don't think that, I don't think that Capadonna has a song where he's talking about women where he's not standing for women. Like he just fucking loves women, and because of that, I like the beat on here. It kind of has that throwback to Supreme clientele, right. where it's the um, child's play. It kind of mm-hmm. has like the the child's play vibe oh, yeah. to it a little bit. And so, yeah, I just I just kind of like that a lot. Um, I don't love Dogs of War, but I, I do really like that sample. Um, yeah. Family Affair from Sign the Family Stone. Yeah, I think they actually could have put in It's a Family Affair at some point. They could have stretched mm-hmm. out the beat a little bit. They mm-hmm. didn't do that, and I kind of wanted them to do it. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, I think that like the bars on here, like the features, you know, Raekwon, Capadonna, Sun God, Tried to God, I think it works. Yeah. Um, so it's good. If I had to go, if I had to go with a low light, obviously we're not going to, but you know, I would just say like. The posse cuts on this record, this one included. Like I just, okay. I don't know. I, I I found myself getting bored with Dogs of War. That's fair. That's fair. Like, like, I, like, it's you know, fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, Barbershop to me is a highlight. Okay. I love this record because it's like a skit slash <laughs> song that like Ghostface is really good at doing. Like like you said, like he's really good at just like tackling subject matter, and some mm-hmm. of the subject matter that he tackles is like really random. Yeah. Like he has a song where he's just like talking about like the ice on his watch mm-hmm. or like just like the watch itself. Like he's having a conversation with his watch mm-hmm. and now he's he's in a barber chair, uh, you know, just like talking shit to his barber. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, don't don't fuck up the size. I told you I'm going bald on top. Like, mm. I feel you because <laughs> he was going bald on top. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Like, that's a song that is definitely a highlight for me. The last one I will say is a highlight is is Mama. It's okay. not as good yeah. as um, the track I got on Iron Man. It's not as good as that. Yeah. But I think that for an outro and mm. and Three Bricks, which is the official outro, but that's oh, like it's, it's credited it's so it's, it's credited as a as a bonus track. So we'll just mm. say Mama is the outro. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily love the vocal list on here, but I agree. I think that Ghostface Killer does a really good job of talking about like where he comes from. Yeah. And the fact that like he had all those those brothers and sisters that he kind of had to take care of and and he was a shitty kid. His mom was an alcoholic. Like he like he does a really good job of just like talking about all this stuff yeah. and giving tribute where where it's due. So yeah. for me, it's a highlight. I'm going to go full outlaw at this point. You know, he just completely had lost me. Like it's it's such okay. a fucking bloated album that by yeah by the time I have to hear seven people rap on Dogs of War, I, I can't really pretend like I really, really listened that hard to. I probably okay. skipped through to Underwater because MF Doom produced it. 
I know I've heard Mama and like I, you know, I've, I've listened to it. Um, and I feel like I kind of liked it, like you said, but it's track 23, bro. Like, eh. so that's a good way. That's a good segue into the low lights. Mm-hmm. What are your, some of your, we've already talked about the big one. This album mm-hmm. is bloated. Right. I'm not sure if we really need to go much more into that, but do you have yeah. any other overarching low lights? Uh, features are an overarching low light. Just, I, I don't like okay. most of the features on here. Um, if it isn't okay. Tripe to God and Raekwon, basically, like I, I don't, I don't really care for most of them. Um, I think the Wu Tang fe- feature was decent. You like um, that? Method Man's you like verse. Nine Milli, bro? Met- I don't necessarily like the song, but I like some of the bars. I think the Jizza okay. has a good verse, and I think the Method Man has a good verse as well. Yeah. Um, Inspector Deck's verse would be decent, except you can't even recognize that it's him. Like the, mm-hmm. the, the flow is him, mm-hmm. and the enunciation of the words is him, but like the voice, I don't know if he had a cold or whatever, but like you can't even tell it's him. And of course, mm-hmm. You God is on there. Meh. But, uh, yeah. you know. So that's uh, a little like. And the other one I'll say, I guess, is kind of like skits. While I really yeah. did like, you know, Bad Mouth Kid, I thought it was kind of fun misogyny. Like, you know, Heart Street Directions. Like, bro, like, what are we doing, yeah. man? Like, some of these, yeah. like, and and I feel like to some degree, like, even like the Iron Man takeover skit, like, it felt like he was kind of trying to call back to to Supreme Clientele, but it, the, the skits just didn't do it for me on this project. I feel you. I think there's too many skits as well. Yeah. So I mean, those are my my main lowlights. I don't know. Do you have more? I don't have any other overarching lowlights. Um, okay. There's some uh, track for track lowlights. I mean, go look, for it. Neither one of us like be. Uh, neither one of us like back like that. Yeah. I think though, like I think back like that did what it was supposed to do, right? Like, it's it it's Ghostface's best selling sing- single song. Yeah. Um, and you know they that they probably sold a million records or whatever. I just. Ugh. I, I will say to, to to Ghost credit, right? Like he stayed with a with a with a pseudo hit, right? Like like he, you know, the the record. I don't remember if it was this one or the one before. If it was Pretty Tony or, or Bulletproof Wallets, he had the record Push with uh, with Missy Elliott. Push push push. That's Pretty Tony with a buzz. That this shit is so trash. And sorry, I love you, Ghostface, but that song is is absolute ass. But like you know. He did that joint. I mean, he is some of them hit in ways that we like. Like obviously the the one on Supreme Clientele we actually like. But like Ghost Ghost definitely stayed with like a record that like sold more than he was supposed to sell in terms of the aesthetic of his albums. So I, I respect him from that perspective. Do you have any other uh track for track? Nah, any, I just have like a lot of mail lights, bro. Like like on a on a record that has 24 songs. You know, I can probably give you five to nine records that I think are are crazy, and then everything else is like, eh, cool. I could do without it. So, if you could make this a classic, what what are some of the things that you would do? That's tough because I didn't I didn't come prepared, right? That's um, fair. That's fair. Yeah, like had I thought it through, I probably would have would have pulled some things from some of the the other clansmen who kind of put out records that were much less exciting than this. And 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 put together a record that you know kind of featured more of the clan, but but I can't I can't tell you off the top of my head. What what would you do? For me, I would have, I think, taken away some of the skits or at least put them at the like the tail end of some songs. Okay. Um, I think I actually would have gotten rid of. There's several songs I think I would have gotten rid of. I think I would have gotten rid of um nine Millie Bros. I like yes. I like actually Beauty Jackson. Um, okay. So yeah. I'm not gonna get was, rid of it. It was short. It wasn't bad. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would have gotten rid of Nine Millie Bros. I think I would have gotten 
I understand why Back Like That is on the album. Mm. I would have put so, it as a bonus cut just to sell fair. records. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. Um, I think I would have... I actually, Even though I like Dogs of War, I think I would have gotten rid of Dogs of War. Mm-hmm. I definitely would have gotten rid of Miss Sweetwater and Big Girl. I think Big Girl is a, is a bad song. I don't like that song. Um, and I think what I would have done is I would have taken some stuff from More Fish. The two okay. songs in particular I would have taken from More Fish Let's hear it. are Miguel Sanchez and yes. Josephine. So okay. in yes. place of... In place of Nine Milli Bros and Dogs of War, I would have Miguel Sanchez. Mm. And then in place of Big Girl, I would have had Josephine. And I think mm. if you'd done that, we'd be like, holy... Like, I, I don't think there'd be a question that there, this would be a classic album. Yeah. Right? Josephine um, was, on, um, was on... was on that, uh, the, It was on the High Tech album, too. High Technology, too. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um and, and more fish has some other songs on it that I think are, are pretty decent. Um yeah. I think Guns and Razors is pretty good. Out of town shit is cool. Um it, there's some other good songs on it. Yeah. You know, it comes out I think in December of this year, and clearly Ghostface is kind of like riding off the coattails of this album. Mm-hmm. He's probably got some stuff that he didn't put on Fish Scale. Right. He's decided to put on here. He's like, all right, let me put my Theodore click out there, get me mm-hmm. some more money. Mm-hmm. Um you know, but I think had you had you taken some songs from that yeah. and, and put it on this and, and and just cut out like three or four songs from Fish Scale, I don't yeah. even think we'd be talking about like, oh, let's make it a classic. I think it would just be right. like, oh, this, this album's incredible. Facts. This so. is a time frame for me when, and I told you that I was like kind of trying to be more into music. And, and so like, and I was, I was also doing music myself. So I kind of reduced the amount that I was like downloading people's music and i was like mm-hmm. actually going to this to the record store and buying cds so okay. i remember buying fish scale from the the record store on campus uh whatever it was five high five or whatever the thing was called um oh plan nine plan nine on campus yeah 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 yeah, so yeah I in charlottesville, in yeah, charlottesville. I yeah so i remember buying fish scale um and more fish came out and, you know, I, I asked somebody who had it, like, yo, what's the deal? And they were like, oh, it's just a bunch of throwaway cuts from Fish Scale. And I was like, well, I'm not going to pay $15 or whatever to, to get that in addition. So I never ended up really listening to this. Somebody downloaded Miguel Sanchez. They were like, yo, there's only one song on here that you need to hear. And it was Miguel Sanchez. I heard that song. That joint is fire. That joint is um, fire. And then Josephine, I heard on on the high tech uh, project. Yeah. I think that joint so is both are dope. It's, it's, Josephine is way better than Big Girl. So, yeah. 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 So, anyway. Um, nevertheless, look, I, I I recognize this is a flawed album. But I think just in, in 2006, given where I was, given where I think hip-hop was. And, and this is the last time that Ghostface is kind of like a commercially viable MC. Mm, yeah. He has other projects after this that are right. actually decent. I mean, like, look. You know, the... The projects that he has with Adrian Young, they're not for everybody. But like I said, they are, they're art. Mm-hmm. They are definitely art. He's got 36 seasons, which features AZ and Cool G Rap kind of heavily. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a good album that I think you need to listen to. He did some of the, yeah, uh, he, he's done some like random projects with other people here and there. And like, I don't mm-hmm. know, it's it's clear to me that he really loves making music. Yep. I, I still think he does a good job. Yep. Is he commercially viable like he used to be? No, but I think that this was kind of like his good send off. I mean, after this, you have Big Doe Rehab, which has some good songs. Big Doe Rehab has some joints, man. Yolanda's house is crazy. Yo, that song is amazing. Yeah, but you know, I see my man Meth going in raw. 
Yeah, yeah. That 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 song is crazy. He's he's always got good songs here and there, but yeah, you know, yeah. um, I think that this is probably like his last really good project, and I think yeah. this is the one that cements. Um, I think I think it cements his catalog, discography, yeah. career, legacy, whatever. Like it's like nah, like officially, like you can't talk shit about Ghostface after making Iron Man, Supreme Clientele, and Fish Scale. Like, yeah. you, you just can't. Yeah, that's you right. know what I mean. So that's that's kind of where I, where where I am with it. Yeah, no, super important. I agree with you from from that perspective, and I think that you 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 did a good job of of kind of describing how it does kind of almost cap off an era because, like you said, like yeah. Pretty much like like 2006 was well, 2006 the year we got the like the pop champagne and like you know all Probably. those like re- like records where like the the whole sound just kind of started to change. Like I want to so, say it was like right around this time where like yeah. I didn't even I didn't like what was coming out. Like it was it, it really just kind of changed. But like back like that was kind of the end of like that era of MCs kind of really having their opportunity to put out like major label releases and get major label budgets and shit like that i think between 2006 and 2010 i bought or downloaded maybe six or seven hip-hop albums and i could probably name them right uh q-tip renaissance Mm. i bought that album um, most deaths, true magic, and aesthetic. <laughs> true magic wasn't do, very good. We gotta do but, one, an episode on one of one or both. Uh, true magic wasn't very good, but it had it had, it like had a one few. Song it had a few. It had a few songs that were really good. Yeah. Same thing with the static. The yeah. Static was. The static is actually a decent record. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay Z's American Gangster, which I think I downloaded. Um, mm-hmm. And American Gangster, as much as I don't like the subject matter, like I think it actually is a very good album. Hot um, take. American Gangster is overrated. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. It's still worth <laughs> listening to, though. You no, know, it, um, it is. for sure. And then, oh, what the fuck else? Uh, there was another one. Um, oh, yeah. UGK's uh, Underground Kings. Mm-hmm. And I, I honestly, I think that's it. I think that's it. Maybe well, I, know, I, I know, got a, I know a you got Fiasco, Blue. the cool album. I know, you, I know you have Blue's album. That came out in 06. Which album? Uh, Blue Beneath the Heaven. Yeah, but I didn't listen to that then. I didn't buy yeah. it. I didn't. I didn't listen. You talk about blue, blue and exile. Yeah, I don't think I listened to blue and exile until like 2014 or some shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good album though. Mm-hmm. But I'm just talking about albums that like I sought oh, okay. and then okay. acquired. Like everything else I was listening to was, you know, I, I discovered Fela Kuti. I think in in the winter of 2007, so like a year yeah. after this release. Yeah. And then I, I fully just went into that. Yeah. Thing. You know what I mean? It was like, it's so shit, funny. Like this guy. One day, like mainstream like even mainstream journalists are gonna have to admit how shit the music was at the time like people yeah. are still trying to tell me that blueprint three is a good album like like motherfuckers have to like like admit that even people we liked were putting out shitty music at that time it was really bad you look it warms <laughs> my heart to hear you say this because this is this kind of justifies why i stopped listening to this like look for you, I think it comes in 2006. For me, I start to see like the signs in like 2003. Okay. But whatever, right? Like, yeah. there's still good stuff, but there, is, but there was still good stuff. Yeah, I obviously. think part I think of it, a good stuff. I think part of it was like what the labels were putting budgets behind, right? Because yeah. even like they were major, major artists. Like, for example, the clips dropped, We Got It For Cheap, or, or not We yeah. Got It For Cheap. Well, no, the, uh, Hell Hath No Fury. Hell Hath No Fury. I've November. Ta- right, I've talked to you about us us doing an episode on that, yeah, right? We'll, like, we'll do an episode like, on like that. That's, sure. that's a good album. Um, you know, so there's there's good albums that come out, 
But it's like, you know, in, those people are fighting to get any label budget. The label's not supporting them. And like the sound is just completely changing. And the shit that they are putting their their money behind, in my opinion, is just not good. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway. All right. Well, I think that should wrap it up for our 15-year tribute slash somewhat make it a classic for, uh, you know, Ghostface Killers for scale. Yeah. I, I had fun listening to the project. It, yeah, uh, yeah. it took me back to uh, a time and a place that I think is is important yeah. for me. Run! So, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, right. Wait, what, 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 what project Tony. was on Run on? A pretty pretty Tony. Okay, because I remember yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that coming out when we were in college. So, all right. Yeah. Peace. But all right, yo. That should wrap it up. Peace. Time.